You're listening to Simple Talk, a podcast that dives into God's Word. I'm your host, Jason Cox. Join me and my special guests as we apply biblical knowledge to everyday life. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us for Simple Talk this morning. We're glad that you could make it. Mr. Mark Schlomer, how are you today, sir? Good. Good morning to you, Jason. Good I morning. am fine. Good morning. How are Very you doing? Good. Very good. I'm trying to pull you guys up on Facebook so I can see if you have any questions or comments or anything of the like, because what we really like to do on this show is hear from you. That's what we enjoy doing. We do. So today, our scripture verse came from the book of Matthew, chapter 27, verses, or excuse me, chapter 26, verses 11 through 54, and basically it's the story of Jesus before Pilate and the Jews handing Jesus over and saying, crucify him instead of Barabbas, so, um, and then of course the, the crucifixion of Jesus, so a lot of scripture in there, it's a lot of text, but but great text. I had a few notes written down here. There we go. Great text for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of an amazing story, really. Um, so what struck you today, Mark? Anything jumped out at you? Well, I think um, <laughs> don't even know where to start on the, uh, on the Scripture itself. Um, but one thing that Jenna, uh, Dennis started out the message was mm-hmm. the fact that Pontius um, or the, the the there was no mistaking in who Jesus was. They yeah. they knew that he was the Son of God, and um, they made no bones about it. They made no qualms. This is him, and um, and yet they handed him over. Right? I don't know because I'm not in their shoes. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> but what they knew for sure was that he interrupted their way of life. He absolutely interrupted everything that they had going on. Because you think about it, they were the ones to sit at the head of the table during feasts. They were the one with the fine garments and the purple robes yeah. and the ones that these people looked up to almost as a type of God or an yes. idol. right? Yeah. yeah. So Jesus came and wrecked that. And he said, I am the Son of God. And if you want to be first, you got to be last. If you want to be first, you got to get down here with me and serve. And they were like, what? Like, no, no. Yeah. They just said no, you know. But you're right. They handed him over knowing full well what they wanted. Like, they didn't want Pontius Pilate to to, to do anything except for crucify him. Yeah. Cruci- you know, they said it over and over. Crucify him. This man hasn't done anything wrong. I wash my hands of it. Crucify him. His blood will be on our his his blood will be on us and our generation, our future generations, right? How sure would you have to be to say you're I'm so sure that he is not the son of God that his blood's on my hands, his blood's on Sydney's hands, and his blood's on White's hands. I mean, man, how how sure were they? Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. It is. It really it is. is. Um, so good morning, Bam. <laughs> saw that uh, Jeff Lawson is tuning in. Oh, is he on here too? He okay. is. I, I didn't see yeah. him. There. Great, fantastic. Yeah. Good to see you. Good morning, Mr. Jeff. Jeff. Um, but so I mean, again, the story. It, it, 
it's an overwhelming story. It's an emotional story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it does remind us, um, in, in this too is something that Dennis started off the message with mm-hmm. as we, as we go into this Holy week, um, you know, are we Christian people or not? Yeah, are we lukewarm Christians? Are we, where are we at on, are we just Christian by name? Are we Christian indeed? Are we making our, that's right. Are we making ourselves available, mm-hmm. uh, not only to be able to listen to him, but are we able to uh, to share the word? And, I, yeah. and he, he put um, he put an interesting, the way he stated that was very interesting, at least to me. Mm-hmm in that he's not talking about going out and baptizing people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, walking up somebody on the street, hey, how you doing? You know, I bless you in the name. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. You know, just always carrying that yeah. water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sprinkle, or, sprinkle. Yeah. Sprinkle, yeah. sprinkle. Or, hey, I got a, I got, I got a swimming got pool a in, the, <laughs> in, the, in my pickup. Yeah. Let's yeah. go get baptized. Yeah. Um, no, because why would they? Right? Correct. Why am I going to get baptized? If you're living the same kind of life as my my friend who is non-religious, right? My my friend of the world, why would I do what you're asking me to do? Yeah. If you look the same as him yeah. or her, yeah. what have you. So, you know, it's not, not so much that we're not going out there to baptize folks, mm-hmm. but we are called to share the word. Yeah, we well, are to Matthew, share the story of the cross. Matthew 28, right? The Great Commission. Jesus does say, "Go, go and baptize." Right? Go to all nations, baptizing in my name. But here's here's the kicker. Here's what we forget: teaching them everything that I've taught you. Right? Yeah. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in my name and teaching them. If we don't teach them, we can't baptize them. Yeah. Why would I baptize somebody? You know, it's like uh, John Chrysostom, right? Uh, church, early church father, 4th century. Guy went through three years of baptism preparation before he was ever baptized to, to prepare himself for this event that, that was a big deal and should be a big deal to us rather than just, you can't go pull somebody off the street and baptize them and say, hey, you're saved. Because as you're bringing them up, they're like, Who, <coughs> "Who's Jesus?" You know. Yeah. You got to know. You got to know who you're putting your faith in. Yes. You know. Absolutely. Because if it's just like saying Paul, right? He went and asked people, like, "Who were you baptized in the name of?" Well, I was baptized in the name of John the Baptist. No, 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 no. Ba- I'm going to baptize you in the name of Jesus so that you can receive the Holy Spirit. You know. Yeah. In in a weird and twisted way, it would be like. You know, going back to the bathtub and the pickup thing. Hey, come here. Mm-hmm. Not you can't ask any questions. I'm not going to tell anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, dunk your head in this water. I'm mm-hmm. going to say some cool words. Yeah. And I mean, just trust me. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, you know, then they come out of the water, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, okay. So here's all. Yeah. Here's, here's the reason. What, this is why I baptized you. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. So it doesn't work that way. Jeff Lawson said, just curious, what do you think would have happened if Pilate actually had let Jesus go? Of course, that couldn't happen in order to fulfill the scripture. You're right, Jeff. What would have happened if Pilate let Jesus go? 
I think Pilate did let Jesus go. I think that in Pilate saying, his blood is not on my hands, mm. I'm giving him over to you, Pilate, Pilate released him. He didn't want to take – Pilate was a smart man. Pontius Pilate trusted his wife. And when his wife said, hey, let this man go, <laughs> I've been having dreams about it. You know, Here's the interesting part about Pontius Pilate, just a little caveat, side note. When you look in, when you look through um, ancient literature and, and different historical writings, Pontius Pilate was actually a very strong dictator type of personality. He was cruel, and people knew him by his his evil deeds. So it's kind of interesting how he has mercy on Jesus in this account when when through other historical writings. Um, other pieces of antiquity, we see that Pontius Pilate was actually a, a pretty, pretty rough dude. So for him to take this stance and say, "I see, I see, no fault in this man," you know, yeah, it's kind of right. interesting. But, but I think Pontius did let him go. I think he just kind of said, "He, this is your problem now." And they said, "Hang him." It's like, okay, whatever, hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. But to that, the Roman guards still, you know. Whipped him, still, yeah. him, and all that. But if he would have let, if he would have let Jesus go, right, God's will still would have been done. They would have found a way. The Jews would have found a way to to murder him hmm. in some way. What? Um, good question. And mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, for what, sure. Is there any writings about what happened to Pilate after the crucifixion? Uh, I mean, nothing. Um. Nothing earth-shattering. I mean, he, there is no like documentation or scripture or anything. That he, does he become a Christian? Does he become too. a believer? No, no. Okay, no, I yeah. didn't think so. Yeah, but. no, nothing. Nothing that I've read. I'm not going to say that there's nothing out there. Nothing that I've read would lead me to believe that Pontius Pilate ever gave his life over. Whether he talked to the centurions or the guards, because if you look that that very last verse, they said this is, indeed is the Son of God. Yeah. You know, was it? Um, when the centurion, those with him who were guarding Jesus, saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. Pontius Pilate saw the same earthquake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So. Right. What uh, what yeah. else stuck out from you today? There, there was a lot. What What's kind of funny to me was what really stuck out to me didn't have anything to do with the sermon this week. Go. And I don't mean that in a bad way by any means. My mind was so preoccupied with all this stuff going on with Sophia and everything else. I read this scripture passage probably probably close to 20, 20 to 30 times this week. And as I read it, I kind of got this idea, the, the whole thing about God being outside of time, space, and matter, Right. He knows the beginning and the end. Yeah. So he's outside of this time dimension right now. Yeah. He knows what happens in your life and mine, right? right? And he knows what happens in Jesus' life. And and as I read through this, I, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm reading through all this scripture. I'm like, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about what happens to Jesus because I know. I know yeah. about the resurrection and the ascension, right? right. God is that. So why would God worry? Why would God have any trouble at all with everything that's going on? Because he knows what's getting ready to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So I, I was like, okay, I get to pretend that I'm God as I read this scripture. And it's just like a football game, right? That's all your, your thing. Um, what is it, FG? FG? Franklin College. Franklin College. Go Grits. Go Grits. If I'm watching a Franklin College football game, I'm seeing it as it happens. But if I record it, right, and and then I go back and watch it, it's already taken place. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like everything that we're watching and reading is, is recorded. The end has already happened, and God knows what that is. So just that whole philosophical kind of idea, you know, yeah. the transcendent God, that's what my mind was on this week. Yeah. That being said, um, I had this idea, and Dennis reaffirmed this, that we are to preach that it is finished. It is The work's done, you know. We're saved by grace, not by works. Yes, true, right? true. James says, you know, um, faith without works is dead. That's fine. We do need to do good works if we trust that, that the work really is done, right? Because that's saying that God's real. We need to do good stuff for our neighbor because Jesus tells us to love our neighbor. Love God, love your neighbor. True. Love your neighbor is an action. It's not a warm, fuzzy feeling. So we, we need to do works to fulfill that, that commandment. We do need to go and share. Right. And and that's part of this whole lukewarm Christianity thing. We can't be lukewarm and still love people the way that God tells us to love them. Uh, right. You know? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking scripturally. I'm not talking. Correct. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, so. I, and I think that uh, he told, he, he referenced a Max Lucado story about a conversation he had with Max Lucado had with, with, uh, you know, a young man that was going through ministry and had been in ministry. And it's like, okay, what is most important? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he elaborated a few more details on the story, but the fact of the matter is Christ died. Christ rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. He died, he died for our sins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he challenged us at the very end to that if if Sophie or any of, uh, any of your other daughters or mm-hmm. my kids, your kids, your family, um, if if we were to ask them or if I were to ask your kids how important is is Christ to you, mm-hmm. what would they say? And go home and ask them. Exactly. I really am. Get them one one on one, and ask them. Find out where their faith is, you know? Yes, find out where their faith is at. But more importantly, are we doing our jobs mm-hmm. to share with them? Yeah. Are, we passing, are we passing on our commitment mm-hmm. or our depth or whatever, whatever word fits yeah. you and your faith journey? Are we passing that along? Yeah. I think that at least that's what, that's kind of the, that's what I'm taking from it. I think... Something that goes along with Dennis's sermon, I think one of the best ways that we can reach other people with the love of Christ is to shut up and listen to others. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best ways that we can love other people is just to listen, just be quiet, listen to what they have to say, and and be there for them. Yeah. Make ourselves available. Make ourselves not available. only to others, but you know, to him as well during you know during prayer or you know quiet time or whatever. We've got to make ourselves available. Yeah, yeah. Don't get caught up in all the busyness of life. 
That and the, that the best medication that we have is hope. Hope in Christ. Hope That's right. That. And trust, trust that. I was talking to Miss um, Ruth today after first service, and I told her, and I truly believe this, we all struggle. And during our struggles, we have a choice to make. We can choose to glorify Satan through fear and anguish and hopelessness, or we can choose to glorify God through hope and trust in the promises that he's made to us and know in our heart of hearts that it's real, that it's true. And by the fact that he raised Jesus from the dead, I choose Jesus. I choose God. He knows the end of the story. And the end of the story, we'll find out next Sunday, of course, is that God wins. <laughs> God does win each if, and every time. If you're joining us online next Wednesday, or excuse me, this coming Wednesday at 6.30 p.m., we will be having uh, Holy Week service. We're throwing in uh, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday into one service on Wednesday evening at 6.30. So if you're in the area, please join us. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. Got anything else to add tonight or this evening? Man, I... This morning... Uh, uh, pray for uh, pray for Sophie. Pray for you and uh, Raina and your family, mm-hmm. and that uh, all that goes as it needs to go. Yeah, yep. and uh, he is in control, and he's a wonderful healer. Absolutely, yeah. Lift Sophie up in your prayers. You know what? I, I and I've said this to quite a few people. I'm calling all my prayer warriors out to pray for my daughter because we're all struggling with this right now. But we have faith that God is good and that his name will be glorified through these struggles. Again, we all struggle. It's just how you choose to struggle. That's right. And this will build character and perseverance, and we will see it through to the end, whatever the outcome is. We're still going to love God. That's right. That's right. All right, guys, have a great week. Thanks for joining us for Simple Talk this week, and hopefully we will see you here back, back here next Sunday. Have a great week, everybody.